Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour. I'm your host, Justine Ward, and this week we bring you a classic adventure show from Radio's Golden Age. We thought you might enjoy a couple of episodes of Bold Venture, starring Bogey and Bacall as Slade Shannon and Sailor Duval, expat Americans living in Havana, Cuba. Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart have great chemistry as the world-weary hotel owner, Slade Shannon, and his ward, Sailor Duval. This is the first episode of the series, and it establishes the ambiguous, flirtatious relationship that the characters maintain throughout the series. The show was pre-recorded for syndication, and stations would add their own commercials, so there are no commercials in these shows. Stations negotiated a price that was appropriate for the size of their market and broadcast the shows on their own schedule, so all dates are approximate. This is Bold Venture, Deadly Merchandise, Episode 1, created March 26, 1951, for syndication. Adventure. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Old Venture. magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery, adventure, and intrigue. All right, sailor, Havana, Cuba, where we started from, where we get off, out. How long can you keep it up, Slade? Come on, come on, off the boat. I said how long can you keep it up? You've been sore ever since we left Key West. So we didn't need him. So we didn't pick up his cargo. Look, sailor, a guy named Scarn sends us a wire. He says, meet him in Key West. Move his cargo. I didn't want to go. You wanted to go. All right. And Mr. Scarn and whatever he wanted us to bring to Havana weren't there. So we had a boat ride to Key West and back. You and me. That's nothing, huh? Come on, sailor. Let's get off the boat. Here, I'll help you. I don't need any help. What are you angry about? The money we didn't make? No, it was... Time away from Havana. But I didn't have to be away from her. You talk about Havana like it was a woman. <laughs> do I? How do you talk about me behind my back? Walk ahead of me and I'll think of something. There's your Havana. A cockfight. Come on, let's take a look, sailor. How's your bloodlust today? Oh, let's get out of here. Consider it, sailor. Two birds with steel spurs slashing each other to pieces. Let's pause and cheer. Come on. Oh, let's watch for a while. People get to enjoy this sort of thing. Let's find out why. I don't want to find out why. I'll see you back at Shannon's place. All right. Okay, let's go. You got a bang out of watching this? Well, it gives me a chance to get bitter. 
Makes me an honest man. Por favor, senor, senorita. Huh? The cockfight disgusts you, huh? Si. Your tastes are too delicate or perhaps... What's this slate? A new way to catch the Yankee dollar? Or perhaps the Yankee merchandise. The lady asks you what this is, amigo. Who are you? Permit me to tell you the story of my life. I am a poet. I guess that's worth a dollar. Give him a dollar, slave. Well, what are we, patrons of the arts? Permit me to refuse the money. Permit me to return to the matter of the Yankee merchandise you have brought from Key West. This is a man with a problem, say. You are the people from the boat, the bold venture. We're the people from the boat, the bold venture. Now it rhymes. Nice going, sailor. Then it is a simple matter. Since you are the people from the boat, it is simple. We will make arrangements for the removal of the merchandise. Now look, Shelley, Mario. Mario. My name, permit me. That is my name. Mario, sure. I forgot my memory's a little shaky. Mine, too. Hers, too. So we're having a tough time remembering what this is all about. Slower reading, huh? Are you trying to be clever, mi amigo? Or perhaps you have pleasure in tweaking my patience? The merchandise. Permit me, but the merchandise. It is a matter of life and death. When shall we remove it from your boat? The poet only knows one poem, say. Yeah. Wave him goodbye. A fond farewell, Mary. But it is a matter of... You cannot. The merchandise. It can mean life. It can mean death. You cannot refuse about the merchandise. The merchandise! If you want to be happy and lead a king's life, never make a pretty woman your wife. Therefore, from a logical point of view, marry a woman uglier than you. A pretty woman makes a husband look small, and then he very often falls in downfall. Therefore, from a logical point of view, marry a woman uglier than you. Ah, Lady Sheila, Mr. Slade, why you come back so soon to King Moses? Because you love me? Why else, King Moses? I tell why else. Because on trip to Key West, something sour must have turned more sour. <laughs> Am I inevitably correct? You are inevitably correct, King Moses. You come back to make King Moses sloppy with happiness, Mr. Slate. Therefore, order me about. Bring us something to eat, King. Oh, an ecstasy, a joy, a frenzy, a cheat. Uh, just uh, bring us something to eat. Right now, Mr. Slate. You really do love him, don't you, Slate? Uh-huh. Like he was my own. How long does it take for someone to be your own? Ah, that depends. Ready with the food, King? Ready. Yours, Mr. Slade. Yours, Lady Sailor. You talk, I smile inside myself. I get my guitar, I got song for you. Sing it, King. A lady approach who waits for Slade. A lady so handsome no one can hate. A lady who in hotel did register. A lady who brings joy, maybe despair. Hey, don't me, Senor Shannon, but I think perhaps you were looking for me. For Bibi? No, senor? Well, I don't know you, but I... I think perhaps I was looking for you. For Bibi? Slate. Uh, I want to explain something to you about the hotel business, sailor. I am what is known as a mine host. That comes in two parts. Mine and host. Sit down, Bibi. Thank you. Still, you have not answered my question, senor Shannon. 
You look for me? Well, I look for a lot of things. Why particularly for you? Because you are the man who brought his boat into port only a little while ago. Oh, the lady wants a boat ride. Why don't you try the nearest tunnel of love, Miss Beebe? This is included in the price you must pay for the merchandise? No, Beebe. I throw that in for free. Now, wait a minute. You said merchandise, Beebe. Isn't that what you said? Yes. Beebe, the gentleman posed a question. Will you answer the gentleman's question? You know very well what it is we want. Sure, sure, but, uh, let's hear it from your own red lips. <laughs> now I understand. It's a matter of more money, huh? Well, we expected it, and we despise you for it. But we will pay it. I have room 6A. I will wait for you there. But give me ten minutes to arrange for more money. When I pay your price, there will be no more delay. If it's final, it is final. Now, let's see, uh, 6A, she said. And that's what she said, Slate. That's just what she said. You know, sailor, I think I can handle this alone. Why don't you wait for me downstairs, huh? Because I'm afraid of the dark. I cry in it. And that's what I thought. Now you know. Slate, that noise. It's already happened to us once today. Maybe the little lady's a bookie for gamecock fights. Hey, let's go. Slate, look. Look. Her face. Her body. Yeah. Slashed to ribbons. Slashed to death by a gamecock. Late. Oh, late. Now, how do you like Havana, sailor? Mr. Slate. Mr. Slate. Mr. Slate is wearing out his office floor, King Moses. Tell me, I'll tell him. The police have made a savvy well to the front door, lady sailor. They are five minutes gone. Thanks. I'll tell Mr. Slate. You want anything I can do for the after the police occasion, Lady Sailor? You, Mr. Slate? No, I'll call if we want anything. My get on me in hammock outside. You open the window and whistle for King Moses if you want. Slate. Slate. What are you trying to build? All right. I don't blame you, Slater. I know. It's hard to believe. What's hard to believe? Beautiful woman killed by a fighting bird, a bird with steel spurs on it. Oh, Slater. And in my hotel, girl locked in a, in a room in my hotel with a bird bred to slash for blood. I don't like cops in my place. Cops are for the tourist trade, not... Is that all that bothers you? The fact that the police were here? What's it to you what bothers me? I didn't ask for your questions. I didn't ask for you. All right, Slater. All right. Kind of a jerk, am I, anyhow? A man tells me to take care of his daughter. So I take care of his daughter. You. What am I? Out of my mind? I don't need you hanging around here, sailor. I don't need anything about you. I got along great before... Before my father died? What do you want me to do, Slate? Leave? Well... Sit down, Slate. You're sweating? It's a trick I know. It's hot, so I sweat. You want me to fan you? I'll fan you. You like me to fan you, Slate? Like this? No. Look at you. The way you're dressed. Jeans, the way your hair is. 
man has to walk toward you to know you're a woman. Why don't you do something about your hair, sailor? What's the matter with it? Other women with hair like that, they'd... With hair like what? Like this? You can touch it, Slate. Touch it. Go ahead. Touch it. Answer the door. You answer it. Yeah. Hey, it's a poet. Tell him to come in. He can wave the fan. An explanation for the events of this afternoon are in order. See? Hey, we don't make it tough this time, Mario. What are you trying to tell us? A tragedy. The killing of the girl, Bibi, was a tragedy. Well, what do you know about Bibi? Bibi was the sister of my wife. She... Miss, what time is it? Hey, look, if you don't... It's almost 2.30, Mario. Yes. Now, permit me. It is very wrong that Bibi is dead. A wrong that is part of an even greater wrong. So help me... What if... kind of wrong? Like so. The merchandise you have brought. Those of us on an island you know, here in the Caribbean. Those of us who wait for the guns. Guns? So that's it. That's the merchandise. Guns. Precisely. Perhaps there is a better way to purchase human dignity. But we do not know of it. We need those guns. And you think we have the guns for your revolution? Of course. Like so. You came with the boat. Uh, permit me, I will answer it. A compatriot I am expecting is to meet me here. Help him. He's shot. Yeah. Yeah, shot dead. Like so. Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall and the second act of our story. A lady she come to Shannon's place, a delicate figure and clothes of lace. Then the lady she died in Shannon's place, again caught with spurs he slashed her face. A poet he came to miss the slate, make big apology for being late. He explains his wounds to miss the slate, but bullied in heart bring him forth to stay. Mr. Slade, he turned to Lady Sailor. He says, you know... That's enough, King. Do I call the police again, Mr. Slade? No. Two people die in my place, that makes it personal. I like that poet. You're not always a real tough man, are you, Slate? I said I like that poet. And that girl, Beebe? And that girl, Beebe. What about her? Did you like her, too? She had a problem. She came to me for help. She died. My father said you'd be a man like that. Why don't you get out of here, sailor? Why don't you go back to the States? Look at the mess. I'm in it, you're in it. Why don't you leave, sailor? You don't know, do you? Mr. Slate. Yeah, what do you want, King? See all the dead gentleman's papers from his pocket. Oh, let's have a look. Mario Cavana, 64 Avenado Lorca. We're going calling, huh, Slate? When a man like Mario dies, somebody's got to tell somebody because somebody might want to know. 
I would. I'd want to know. Let's go to Avenida Lorca, sailor. Yes? What is it you want, senor, senorita? Uh, we, uh, we come to... Is it about Bibi? My sister, Bibi? You have come to tell me of her death. It has already been revealed to me. Just a minute, senora. I am called Celestine. Will it not be easier for you, sir? Yeah, easier. If your baby sister, then the poet Mario... Uh, Mario... He's my husband. Yes, a poet and a husband. I'm fortunate, am I not? You are friends of Mario's? Yes, friends. Um, sailor, I can't do it. You tell her. Thanks, Lowe's. Uh, Senora Celestine, uh, your husband... What? Uh, he... What is it of my husband? What is it? He's dead. Okay, okay, sailor. How long can you take to tell a woman her husband's dead? He said he was going to the waterfront to write me a verse. A little verse. Who are you? Are you of the police? Well, Mario, Mario's friends... We want to find his murderer. It will not bring him back. Mario was telling us something before he died. About a revolution. About guns. Mario was to me a man who loved me. Who wrote little verses for me. Of this other Mario that you speak, I know nothing. Who would? Senor Etienne Parada, maybe. Senor Etienne spoke often with Mario. Late into the night. While I slept. I would bring them food. And then leave them to talk among men. Where would we find Senor Etienne? He has a villa, 17 Avenue de Quarteres. I think there is nothing more for us to say to each other. Adios, friends of Mario's. Come right in, Senor. Senorita. Is your name Etienne? No, Senor. I am the uh, butler. Where's Etienne? In the auditorium with the rest of the guests. Uh, there is a concert. This way. In here. I will leave you. Hey, some concert. That girl. Where she's dancing, Clay. She's wonderful. Yeah. Real authentic. Am I being rude? Yes. Yes, you are. Can't you see that girl's trying to express herself? I'm your host. My name is Etienne. Uh, this way, please. Yeah, yeah, sure. Celestine called. She told me to expect you. Did she tell you about her husband? About Mario? Yes, yes. Did you two kill him? How's your record, Etienne? Not flawless, senor. Uh, in here, por favor, this is where... Pepe! Hey, what is this? Who is this guy? These are the ones, Pepe. The man and woman we have been waiting for. Now, senor, you will tell us. Why have you come to Etienne? Because I don't like my hotel to be loused up with dead bodies. First a girl was killed and a poet. Would you know why? Yes, yes. I would know why. Who are you, Etienne? Why should you know so much? It does not embarrass me to say that I am a patriot. You see, Bibi and Mario were revolutionaries. They were killed by our enemies. This we know. They were killed to prevent them from taking guns across the Caribbean to our islands. 
the guns they thought were on your boat. <laughs> we shall proceed without Vivian Mario. The man is talking like he's got the guns anyhow, Slate. See, we have them. They came on another boat, not yours. Well, use them in good health. Let's go, sailor. Uh, wait, senor. I knew it. Peek over your shoulder, Slate. I just did. Question, what's the caliber of the gun Tuppy has in his hand? A thirty-two or a thirty-eight? Looks like a thirty-two. <laughs> it's a thirty-eight. You will help us, then. Help you do what? We have the guns, you have a boat. It's necessary to have both to get the guns to my island. Besides, I prefer not to have you roaming the streets of Havana until we have disposed of the weapons. Who wants to roam the streets? Me, Daddy. Eh, por favor, senor, move quickly. There is a great need to hurry. <laughs> You admire the view, senor, eh? This cliff that screams down into the sea, or perhaps senor is afraid of such heights. But the view is magnificent, no? The guns are nice, too. <laughs> you have exquisite taste, senor. In guns, in boats, and uh, in... Uh... In me? <laughs> Precisely, senorita. See how wrong you can be, Slate? The man said that you had... Get the... off it, Andy Etienne. What do we play now? Oh, no play, senor, I assure you. Hard work. Pepe is below in your boat waiting for the guns. You will see that he gets them. Then you will take us to our destination on your exquisite boat. You mean I lugged them all the way from this cliff down to the boat? Uh, not quite so hard, senor. You see, we are prepared. A cargo net, winch. You place the guns in the net, then lower them to Pepe. Quick, simple. Like pie. It'll be like pie, won't it, Slate? I'll help. Uh, no, senorita, no, no. You will simply stand there. Because you will inspire the senor to magnificent effort. You may begin, senor. So what happens when we're through here? Hmm? You will be killed. Ask a silly question. No, but it's so easy for you. You have but to die. Me, I have to commit a murder. My heart bleeds for you. Thank you, senorita. That's enough, senor, for one load. Lower the winch. We're glad you're happy, Celestine. Yeah, we're glad. Thanks for saving our lives. It was messy, but thanks. My heart is filled with kindness for you both. We'll drink to your heart filled with kindness in Havana. Tell your boy to take that gun away and we'll go. You were so kind to come and tell me of my husband's death. I want to do something gracious for you. In Shannon's place. Do something gracious for us in Shannon's place. I will not permit one to kill you. You will die a suicide. I wouldn't have it any other way. Tell us about killing people, Celestine. Were you born that way or did it come on you all of a sudden? They tried to make a revolution. You were foolish enough to stumble into it. It is a pity you stumbled into the wrong side. You and Juan here are the right ones. You are all alike. Poets, revolutionaries, adventurers. All with the intellect of trained fleets. Bibi, Mario, Etienne, Pepe. Oh, yes. Pepe is dead also. Juan took care of it. Bibi was your sister. Mario. They were fools. They are happier dead. Now walk. To the edge of the cliff. Walk. You happy now, sailor? 
You're real happy? What? You came to Havana. You got what you came for, huh? Excitement, romance, a tropic moon, people killed. You've gone crazy. What are you talking about? What you wanted, isn't it, sailor? That's why you came to me, because it was empty for a girl like you back there from wherever you came from. Real empty. Why, why, you... Don't slap me, sailor. I'll break you in two. No one. No, do not put your hands on him. Leave them alone. Just keep the gun in his back. They will kill each other. <laughs> sailor, watch it. You watch it. He's got a gun in your back. Have a gun in my back. One. Careful one. Careful. The gun. Get it, sailor. Pick it up. Now you, Celestine. You let me go. Let me go. Don't struggle, Celestine. Relax. Enjoy yourself. I'm a tender guy. I'm taking you back to Havana. Me. Let me go. Uh-huh, Celestine. I'm holding you real tight till the Havana police take you away from me. You hold her that tight, she's not going to be in any condition for the police. What about Juan? Got a gun in your hand, haven't you, sailor? Oh, sure. Sorry. I forgot for a moment. Well, get with it, sailor. Keep that gun pointed to Juan till we get back to Havana. Then what? Then Shannon's place. Better back there. I want you with me. <laughs> like it this way? You like my hair this way, Slay? Let's get out of here. I like it here. Come on, let's go. Go ahead. I'll find somebody who likes to dance. I said come on. Why? Well, there's a breeze outside. What's a breeze got to do with it? I want to see what it does to your hair. <laughs> And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Venture. You are listening to the Old Time Radio Hour broadcast each week over the World Wide Web with your host, Justine Ward. I hope you are enjoying the calypso music that ties the scenes together. King Moses is played by Jester Hairston. Next, we have another episode of Bold Venture that finds Slade Shannon targeted by a lonely heart scheme that includes trying to frame him for murder. Enjoy Bold Venture. Darby and Joan, Lonely Hearts Incorporated, episode number 32 for syndication in 1951 and 1952. Bold Venture!
adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture. again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. Now look, Mrs. Baker. Please let me finish. I... I know I'm not as young as you might like, but I am well off, and I could make you very happy, Mr. Shannon. What are you blushing for, Slate? You've never been proposed to? A catch like you? Now you keep out of this, sailor. Go darn a shoulder strap, mend a sock. Your trousseau is an apple pie order, dear. Besides, if a fellow's going to get married, somebody has to give him away. I give you away. Take him, Mrs. Baker. Thank you, dear. I'm quite sold on him. He's everything they told me he would be, and more. I was recommended, huh, Mrs. Baker? By Darby and Joan. Hmm, Darby and Joan. Joan sounds familiar, but Darby throws me. Look it up in my files, sailor. Darby and Joan incorporated the Lonely Hearts Club. It was there that I saw your picture. There that I fell in love with you. Sailor, have you been handing out my picture again? Stuffing it in mailboxes. Didn't hit a lonely arts club, though. Too many people were throwing rocks at me. Now, what does it matter how it got there? All I know is that I saw it and they gave me your address. And I'm here to ask for your hand in marriage. Say yes, Mr. Shannon. Look, Mrs. Baker, there are a lot of other fish in the sea. You'll get over it. We'll be friends. Have another cliché, Slate? I just made some fresh. But you don't understand, you see. I'm a widow, a lonely, unhappy widow. My husband was lost in the Texas City disaster in 1947. Since then, I've tried to replace the man he was. But you're the first one I've found. I'm sorry, Mrs. Baker. Baker, really sorry I can't marry you. You don't know what a happy girl he's just made you, Mrs. Baker. My heartfelt felicitations. I'll get you a cab, dear. Having fun, Laura? Love it. I like the way all of this fits you. Swank hotel, heated swimming pool, patio, all of it. It's a good background for you, Laura. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, Laura. Want to go in? No. Laura, what are you going to do with my wife? Don't worry about it. She'll be found. She'll make a headline in the paper. Mary Baker and I will have tea. We'll take a walk. She'll be found. Uh-huh. Just don't worry about it. I'm not worried. An executive like you, a career girl who runs a Lonely Hearts Club, odds and ends and details, tea with a woman... Walk with a woman, the killing of a woman, 
second nature for you, Laura. Not really, darling. It becomes a matter of overcoming an obstacle like you did. I guess. After all, Frank, your wife thinks you're dead. Your wife thinks you went up in an explosion. Letting her think that's more cruel than what I'm going to do. Dying only takes a moment. I guess. But understand this, Laura. When that boat went up in Texas City and 500 people turned up dead or missing, well, I became one of the missing. I know. You couldn't stand your wife. That's right. Why I ever married her. For her money, darling. Let's not be coy. That's why you've come back, to get her money. And me. Mostly you. Without your wife's money, darling, I'd look at you sitting beside me and see a man slowly turning to flab. That's me for you. Let's take a dip, Laura. Whatever you say, Frank. Got your motor, sailor. Okay. Ease her in. I'll hop up on the pier and make her fast. Throw me a line, sailor. Okay, secure. Give me a hand, Slade. <laughs> the sea air make you dainty, I'm busy. Let me give you my hand, Senorita Duval. I have one I'm not using. Sure you can spare it, Inspector LaSalle? Thanks. Explain a man like Slade to me, LaSalle. What makes him so cozy about handing a girl off a boat? Perhaps his brain is occupied with women he has handed over to death. Dry, LaSalle. Had a rotten day today. No fish. Huh? Is that something, LaSalle? You will come quietly, eh, senor? You will not upset the equilibrium of the harbor of my delicate stomach. <laughs> you, you tried by carb? I got some on the boat. Fetch it, sailor. The policeman has a tummy ache. And also in the head, from looking at your picture. You look at it, senor. What sickness does it give to you? Are you kidding? It's one of my more glamorous poses. Where else have you seen an open throat like that? You want Slate's permission to wear it in a locket around your necklace, Sal? Gee, my Slatey's in demand. Aren't you, boy? What'll I write on it, LaSalle? To my favorite gendarme with regret? A confession would be nice to write on it. What have you boys been up to? A confession to the murder of a Mrs. Baker. Well, that's the lady who wanted to marry me. You think I'd kill an intelligent lady like that? The motive we will discuss later in the calaboose. But first we will study the matter of her lying on the patio of your hotel. With a bullet wound in her heart. With the gun that made the wound in your room where I found it. Next to her purse, empty of $150. And full of this picture of you. You're crazy. That picture was taken by a chubby, red-headed sidewalk photographer for 25 centavos. I never... In the jail, we will take one of you for free, senor. Please, do not make me to shoot you in the leg. Our police doctors are so overworked. But the hangman... Slack for him, huh? Get bail, sailor. After you get your mouth closed, get bail. Miss Sailor! Miss Sailor! Did you get it, King? Yes, Miss Sailor. To the penny. Enough to go, Mr. Slate. Bail. Did Mr. Crevelin give you any trouble this time? Oh, Mr. Crevelin was very kind. He said this is the eighth time we have hocked the boat. Two more times, and he will put a gold star beside our names. Five more times, a certificate of merit. Ten more times, and... Uh, what are you staring at, Miss Sailor? A chubby redhead. It is not true what they say about chubby redheads, Miss Sailor. But this one has a camera. Wait here, King. I'm going to have my picture taken. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi there. Oh, I fall on my face. You are so beautiful. Take my picture and I'll autograph it for you. Oh, I faint from the sheer joy of such a suggestion. However, I will take your picture and you will send me 25 centavos. See? See. Bueno. Stand as you are. So. So. Smile. So. So. It is done. Uh, my card. My address and money I will send picture. No money, no picture. Known as law of supply and demand. I like the way you handle your camera, senor. Uh, Luis, my name to those who enjoy me. I enjoy you. Tingles all over, see? I'm fighting it, but uh, tingles all over, see? Uh, the picture would still cost 25 centavos, senorita. I'll pay you for Slate Shannon's picture, too. Por favor. Slate Shannon, the man whose picture you took the other day. Is, uh, is a mistake. Adios, senorita. Goodbye. Hey, come back here. Hey, you, Louie. What happened, Miss Taylor? Why is he running? I don't know, King. Let's tell Slate. I'll bet it'll tingle him all over. <laughs> Get arrested once more, Slate, and we'll be wearing barrels where our jeans ought to be. I get more costly all the time, huh, sailor? Three thousand bucks to bail me out of a murder rap. You get any more costly, you can drag out the tin cup your Aunt Sophie sent for your birthday. <laughs> ah, good old Aunt Sophie. She knew I'd make it someday. You haven't got much time left for nostalgia, Slate. Better start collecting your memories. I just got you out on bail. You're still number one chum for the murder of Mrs. Baker. Yeah. Tell me again about the photographer, sailor. I told you. I mentioned your name, the wave went out of his red hair, and he took off after it. <laughs> Darby and Joan, Lonely Hearts, Incorporated. The man's wanted for murder, and he thinks of... He thinks of our picture of him got put on the market. Run on home, sailor. No, 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 no. No, no. Better still, walk. I'll stand here and watch. And when I'm out of sight? The Darby and Joan. Maybe they'll rent me a murderer. Hello. My name's Slate Shannon. You're a lonely heart. Welcome to Darby and Joan, Incorporated. From here on in, your troubles will be bubbles, and the cares that infest the day will be replaced by a bevy of whatever you like. Blonde or brunette, Mr. Shannon? Tall, short, kittenish, or uh, one who bakes bread like Mother? <laughs> oh, about like you. Somebody I can't make up my mind about until it's too late. I'll help you out. Get up from behind this desk. Well? I'm your easiest customer in months. What do your club rules say I do now? Rule one, we find out if we have a common interest. And talk about it? If it needs talking about. Mine does. Not mine. See, we're different. We won't get along at all. Well, I can recommend Miss Wormsley to you. She's not beautiful, but she crochets like the Dickens. Would she know what my picture is doing in your files? What are you talking about? You heard me. Are you so far away? <laughs> yeah, I am. This better... You're hurting. That's the impression I wanted to give. The picture. In a little while. Hold me. Wait a minute, the door. Forget it, just hold me. Tight a slate like you hate me and want to love me. Yeah. 
You didn't have to hit him so hard, Frank. That's the way you hit people with the butt of a gun. Well, get him out of there. Drag him away someplace. I can't look at him helpless. He's not that kind of a man. You mean you could go for a guy like that? The way he looks now? All right, don't answer me, Laura. I'll just drag him away. Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, and the second act of our story. The thing to do in mental strife, aching for affection, no girl, no wife. When Moon is nicely situated, try Darby and Jones Incorporated. I offer this suggestion with fingers crossed. Walk, don't run, first figure the cost. If love is making you crazy in the head, it once happened to a lady, it killed her dead. King, what is it with you men? What do you mean, Miss Sailor? I mean, what is it? Mrs. Baker was looking for a husband. She was gentle-looking, had a kind of beauty that becomes a woman her age. Why should everything suddenly get violent? I don't know. I just don't know. All people have secrets locked away. Secrets sometimes have death in them. That chubby photographer, King, he's the boy that someone ought to talk to. He's the boy I'm going to talk to. No, wait for Mr. Slate. He will be back from that Lonely Hearts Club soon. I doubt it. When Slate gets mixed up in a club like that, he starts organizing smokers, field trips, good and welfare committees, first aid classes. Oh, I've seen him operate before. That kid's a joiner. I'm going to see that photographer. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I didn't see you. Can I help you? Uh, do you have a payphone here? Right over there by the steps. Oh, thank you. When Slate gets back, tell him to wait for me. I'll be back shortly. Hello? Laura, this is Frank. That Duval dame's going to see Louie. Meet me there right away. Laura, over here in the alley. That's why I adore you, Frank. Your bag is so full of tricks. Why didn't you wait for me in front of Lewis's shop where you told me you'd wait? Someone else is waiting there. Miss Duval, Shannon's good companion. Is the lady shilling for the snapshot artist? Why didn't you go right on in? Because his shop is locked. Because there's a sign on his door that says, Out, back in 30 minutes. And I'll bet the run in my stocking you made him hang it there. Uh-huh. I called him, disguised my voice, told him there was a wedding party that couldn't go on unless he was there with his tripod and flashbulb. Say, that's a bad run. When we've finished, I'll buy you all the stockings you'll ever need. I'll come higher than that, dear. 
Higher because I killed your wealthy widow, remember? I'll remember it like it was our song. Now that you've met me, talk to me in an alley. What? It leads to the back entrance of Louis' shop, into his dark room. That's the one we'll use because it'll be interesting what Miss Duval has to say to our Louis. We break in like common burglars, hide in the dark. Uh-huh. I thought tease you, Laura. I did things like this when I was a little girl hiding under front porches. Come on, Frank, it'll be fun. Come on, Louis, stop fumbling with those keys. Open the door. Very well, senorita. Inside. I will lock it. Now, now what is it you wish? The picture you took of Slate Shannon. Por favor, senorita, you talk crazy. All right, let's hear what the cops think. Unlock the door. Uh, wait, senorita. You're going to give me that picture? Uh, wait. Uh, I, I will give you the picture. Here. Here it is. One more thing, Louis. Yes. Yes, I will tell you. I will tell you everything. But permit me, there are some prints in the room and back. I must attend to them. I will return immediately. All right, back. Hello, Louis. Huh? No. No, please. Get him out of the way, Frank. Yeah, sure. Hey, what goes on? What happened? Don't fight it, my pretty. Just relax. Just inhale. This stuff takes no time at all to put you asleep. That's it. That's it. Fire! Everybody here! Fire! Frank, it's the police. They heard the shots. She's groggy enough. Just stick the gun in her hand. Now, let's get out of here. <laughs> Tell me again, Mr. Slate, how the Miss Lonely Hearts took you in her arms and all of a sudden there was a slam, bang, alagazang on the back of your skull and the nightingale sang and the stars dripped gold. <laughs> I really made it live for you, huh, King? Where's Sailor? Fly, Mr. Slate. It is thin fingers of the law. Save it for amateur night, King. Tyler, Sal, what brings that sparkle to your teeth? Mm, they sparkle when I grin. I grin because I am jolly. I am jolly because I have come to return the deposit you made on your life. What? Your $3,000 bail, senor. We have found the motive for the murder of Senora Mary Baker. It was jealousy. I'm sorry she's dead. She seemed a fine woman. She was. This we have learned. When her husband was lost in the Texas City disaster, she was insane with grief. They had to prevent her from taking her own life. But it didn't stick, huh? She told me she was rich. Who gets her money? For the dead, there are always those who wait to get the money. They weep, then grovel for the money. But from Luis, the photographer, they will get nothing. The redhead? What are you talking about? He has also been murdered, senor, by the same who killed the senora. Murderer, to wit, one Sailor Duval. You lost your marbles, LaSalle? I thought it would interest you. Visiting hours are from 2 to 2.15, senor. And don't bring back the bail. We have no use for it.
will give you three minutes, senor. Thanks. Maybe I can do something for you sometime. Like break your leg. Three minutes, senor. I will stand here watching them fly by on my watch. Look at me, Slate. I'm a killer. Like the role? What happened, sailor? I went to Louie to get that picture of you. He balked. I said I'd call the cops. So he gave it to me. Then he went to the back room to enlarge a snapshot or something. Then there were shots. Then... Then I woke up with a gun in my hand. Louie at my feet. And a cop pulling my eyelids open and saying, Quit stalling, babe, or the Spanish equivalent. Then... You got the picture? Yeah. I'll give it to you. Turn your back, Slate. You going stir happy? Give me the picture. Here. Huh. Well, what do you know? We only saw half the picture the first time, sailor. This is all of it. Hey, you see that woman pointing a finger at me there in the background? What about her? I thought she was a tourist pointing out one of Havana's oddities. Ah, that's Laura of the Lonely Heart. Don't go away, sailor. Bounce your iron ball. I'll be back soon. Hi, Laura. I brought you something. Well, you don't have to bribe me. Oh, take a look. You and me together in one picture. We'll take a million more. You were pointing out a pigeon to the photographer. You were showing him Slate Shannon. I wanted you for my album. I stay up late nights with my album. Pigeon. Me. For the murder of Mrs. Baker. Well, I thought you were a man in the crowd. Now I know better. How were we the last time? Like this? Just about. <laughs> about now comes the hit over the head. A jealous customer. We get all kinds. Relax, Slate. This time there'll be no hurt in it. Show me. All right. My lips on your cheek. Here. 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 You'll never make it, Laura. You just got a customer. Get out of here, Frank. I'll see you later. What's he got to give you, Laura? Get out of here. I just gave her something, Frank. A picture. You want to see it? Here. Go ahead. Look at it. Laura. You lost it good, didn't you? Laura here handles all your work, huh? You won't like her, Shannon. Ask her to love, she'll love. Ask her to kill, she'll kill. Either one buys a man grief. Slade, don't listen to him. He's furious because I'm with you and not him. You got anybody you want killed, Shannon? A photographer? A wife? A wife? You had one of those, Frank? Yeah, I lost her. Uh-huh. Well, that's not the way it was. She lost you in Texas City in 1947. Then you followed your wife to Havana and teamed up with Laura because you got lonely for your wife's money. It's a great loneliness. Now what, Frank? Now what? I start running. I'm leaving you, Laura. To Mr. Shannon. He can have you and the two murders on your hands. Bye. Frank. What, Laura? Now you know how much I hated him, Slate. You did it for me, huh? I wanted you to see me do it. <laughs> you know, it's a time like this when I'm putty in a girl's hands, especially when she's holding a gun on me. You can change that. How? Make me believe you want to change. All right. Believe me? Uh-huh. Making love at the point of a gun, that's exciting. Throw the gun away. I can take it from here. I believe you. 
I'll keep my eyes open, Slate. I want to watch your face. Slate, don't touch that gun. Slate. For a girl in the lonely hearts business, you sure got a talent for being lonely. Slate, I, I, I believed you. Don't you see this is Laura for you, Slate? No one else. Listen to me. Listen to me, Slate. Just you and me. Let me know when you're finished, Laura. And we'll take a walk. Sailor's hands must be numb bouncing that iron ball. Sailor, where are you? Out here on the patio, taking a sun bath. Come on out. Hi, Slate. Sit down. That's oh, a jazzy sunsuit you're wearing. You like it, huh? Never saw the like. Blue and white striped canvas. The latest thing. <laughs> Picked it out of a mail order catalog, huh? Swiped it while the turnkey wasn't looking. They issue suits like that for the girls in the pokey? Uh-huh. I cut it down for my uniform. Well, bye, Sailor. Hey, where are you going? I don't know. That, uh, that convict suit, uh, uh, that stuff's liable to rub off. No, it won't. Come here. See? Hey, where are you going? It rubbed off. You made me a happy convict, Sailor. So where are you going? To get me a couple of rocks. I'll make sand out of them with my bare hands. <laughs> And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Venture. You have been listening to the Old Time Radio Hour broadcast each week over the World Wide Web. You can subscribe at no charge through iTunes, Podbean, or RSS. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you can join us again next week for another hour of entertainment from the golden age of radio. Until then, this is your host, Justine Ward, saying so long for now.